Welcome back to Inspired by Jimmy L, a platform that is used to inspire you to be the best version of yourself. Yes, I've been featured in Forbes. I have interviewed several account verified guests. I have even been a brand ambassador for a billion dollar company. But you know what, honey? You are my inspiration to keep this show going. We are not here pleading for ratings and reviews. We are here to encourage you. So please be sure to subscribe and share every single episode. Don't hold the opportunity to inspire someone else. I cannot say it enough. I am so excited about this entire series. As you guys know, um, I recently had a, a little bit of an incident and not a bad thing. But I was just really kind of sitting in in the background, in the shadows, and watching how several parenting styles are different. And so it really begged the question. I wanted to know the why behind their why. And so on this particular episode, Miss Shay, oh, she's amazing. And I love her authenticity. Her journey has been extremely extremely unique. I don't know anyone else that could even remotely compare to her. And so I know for a fact that you will be inspired by her. You will learn from Shay and all of her parenting tips. By all means, get your notepads out, baby. Get ready. I'll see you guys on the other side. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Inspired by Jimmy L. As you guys know, we're doing a very, very special segment um, this month for Mother's Day specifically. Just getting around to different parents that are volunteering their time and energy just to kind of get some, uh, some inspiration from them for us that wants to be new parents. On uh, this particular episode, we have Miss Shay. She has been so gracious to join us today. Shay, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So my very first question, completely, completely just to kind of get things out of the way, are you married? And how many kids do you have? I am married. Um, this is our 11th year. And we have one son. His name is Gerald the fourth. And what's his age? He is almost two. He'll be two July 23rd. And okay, so this is totally crazy. But um, uh, was he planned? Is it something that you all were? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> it was not planned. My husband and I, we got married in 2008, and we pretty much go with the flow. And you know, as soon as you get married, the first thing people ask you is, one, Where's kids? and two, when uh -huh. you have kids. And I've never tried to have kids, mm -hmm. and I've never prevented having kids. My husband. Gotcha. And so it just never happened until year 10. <laughs> and yeah the interesting thing like we were busy with life with our professional careers and in 2018 I think that was um or whatever year it was I ran the St. Jude Marathon when okay. I was running the race I was extremely sick I had no clue at the time I was pregnant um I just thought I was tired from running the race and oh, the, wow that's the home show and it had some candles burning and I got so sick in one of the model homes and I took a pregnancy test, took two more and I had to just come to terms. I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, that is correct. Yeah. My sister had a similar story that she found out she was pregnant in December and my niece got mm -hmm. in February. 
it was the, like so it was shocking for all of us. We didn't even know mm-hmm. anyway. It's another issue, but uh, it was extremely shocking. But it's it's really interesting to hear you say that. So because normally, you know, not normally, but typically, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're prepared. You're just uh, on some type of control of prevention. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting, and I love to hear that. So have you always kind of had that mindset of I'm just going to go with the flow, and whatever kind of happens happens. Especially with children. Um, my nieces and nephews oh, wow. me and we're 10 years apart. And when I was in high school, they went everywhere with me. And it was a bit traumatizing <laughs> because I was like, oh my God, like kids are a handful. And so I was never in a rush just watching my sister's experiences. And I just knew I'm like, I wanted to get married, but I don't want to get married and then have kids immediately either. Just you wanted to be in a marriage. Go with the flow. And I just knew when it, when it was meant to be, God would allow it to happen. And so I never wanted to put that pressure on myself to plan. And I never wanted to prevent. And every woman can make, you know, her own decisions around right. it. But it, just, it worked for us. I'm like, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm so glad to hear that. So how, how, how does that work as far as raising your son and, and how you're teaching your son? Because I'm assuming you still live by the same philosophy of just, allowing things to naturally happen and whatever happens happens. So how does that work with, with parenting? You know, I think I live with that philosophy around children. I didn't want the pressure. Like I had friends who had been trying for years who could not get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I just never wanted to put that pressure on myself. And so I said, when it happens, it happens. And I never wanted the pressure of trying to prepare for it because that brought me so much anxiety because um, there's never a perfect time, right? There's always yeah, yeah. life going on. Um, but as a parent, like I'm a very structured and organized person. Wait, okay, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that's funny, but I was raised by a very structured and organized mother, like extremely gotcha. structured and organized. My dad was as well. And so I, I carry on many of their teachings. It worked. Some of it worked. Yeah. So, and you know, that's one of my questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, your parenting style now and mm-hmm. how it was when you were raised, I'm assuming that it's different. Mm-hmm. Is it at all? I would say, like, in terms of the principles my parents taught around, organization is very important. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Um, I keep my son on a very tight schedule, he goes to bed at the same time every night. He wakes up mostly every day at the same time. We have the same nighttime routine every night, where it's bath, book, and bed. Um, right now, since this pandemic has hit, uh, we do school every morning. Like, he knows the expectations. He knows when I pull that chair out, that means, okay, it's time to sit down and learn. Um, and so I keep him very structured for that purpose. And it helps me, the mother, to not feel overwhelmed or anxious about anything. I can imagine so. I can, I can mm-hmm. definitely imagine so. Um, I try my best personally. I try to be as, stru- as completely as structured as I possibly can. But of course, I married somebody that is my opposite. And mm-hmm. so that doesn't always work out in my favor. So now that you have this structure with your son, are you looking forward or even remotely thinking about more kids? Uh, <laughs> you know, if it happens, it happens. <laughs> You know, I'm older, so okay. I'm very realistic. When I had my son, I was 38. Okay. Now, yeah, I'm older. And so, same as before, I'm not preventing. 
I'm not planning. If it happens, it happens. Gotcha. And so, and then you brought up this pandemic. So <laughs> I, I know that it's possibly been a very touchy subject with most of the parents that I've spoken to in regards to how you explain this to your kids. Mm -hmm. So in your household, how is, how are you dealing with it? Because it's obviously different. It's, it's new for all of us. Exactly. How are you explaining that to your son? Well, my son, he's, he'll be two in July, so he's younger. Um, what I've tried to do, because he is used to a schedule, mm -hmm. is to make sure we have a schedule here at home. Um, both my husband okay. and I, we work from home. Um, and so he's not accustomed to waking up, getting dressed, going to school, us being at work all day and picking him up. Gotcha. Now his bedtime is a little later. Mm -hmm way he can sleep later which gives my husband and I time to work uninterrupted mm. uh, his routine is still the same and I want to keep him on a schedule so he doesn't feel the anxiety of everything that's going yeah. on yeah because as my dad would say the woman sets the tone of the house right mm. my job to keep it structured and consistent and loving so that he does not skip a beat yeah, yeah. That I, oh, wow. So have you at all skipped the beat? Because, I mean, I'm going crazy, and I don't even have to. Like, I'm going crazy. I, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like this pandemic forced me to, one, be very kayaky nimble, to be flexible. Okay. So I'm a person, before COVID, I would iron my clothes for the week. I would iron his clothes for the week. Gotcha. I on Sundays for the entire week. I put everything in Tupperware. Now I don't have to be as structured. And so mm -hmm. me not being structured is placing me outside of my comfort zone. Forced <laughs> so to find like a new normal that fits where we are now. This temporary thing. And, and see, I will, because, okay, like I like organization, even if it's chaotic slightly. Mm -hmm. I have to have some level of organization. And so I will say right now, I'm, again, I'm pulling my hair out. Like I am going crazy. Like I don't have, I have no idea, A, what's next. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to build a plan to maintain where we are now. And mm -hmm. I can only imagine having a kid that would want your attention and, and mm -hmm. want their time, you know, in exactly. the midst of all of this. Like I can only imagine what kind of new rules and regulations that you would try to put in place. You know what I mean? You know, like I, yeah, I think like we both my husband and I we're working from home. Mm -hmm. A soon to be two year old, um, he still has school every day, so that's consistent for him. It's just so he he goes into school every day, or is it something? No, he goes to mommy school every day. So like a <laughs> yeah, he goes to mommy school, and I'm serious about education, but he goes to mommy school every day, and so that's normal for him. Uh, I know a lot of parents don't believe in screen time, but I believe mm -hmm. in educational screen time. If he did okay. not screen time, it would be impossible for us to work because children require a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And so just make sure the things he watch on YouTube kids is educational mm -hmm. and it's enforcing something we learned that day. And he's super engaged with it. And I still take periodic breaks throughout the day. So around lunchtime, I unplug. So he's not being denied. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then my husband and I, we were able to balance our work schedules out where we're not necessarily in meetings at the same time. Mm. In the Zoom mm. meeting, the other one is off. Mm. When he gets on his Zoom meeting, sure. I'm off. So 
we finally figured it out. <laughs> but it was hard. And then at yeah, 4.30, yeah. like our laptops are closed. And I think when you're working in the professional space with colleagues, you know, everyone's home situation is different. Correct, correct. It's differently, but I believe in protecting my home space. And so at 4.30, my laptop is closed. And that's family time. Yeah. And we go for a run every day. We walk the neighborhood because now that's time for me to spend uninterrupted time with my son and husband. So what about thus far? I mean, I understand it's been two years, but uh-huh. thus far, what has been your proudest moment as a mother? Mm-hmm. I think my proudest moment has been just seeing my son grow and learn. He's like a sponge. Like I'm an educator um, by profession. Um, and I believe students can, children, I said students, but children can learn <laughs> anything you put before them and it depends on your expectation. And so like right now at two, um, he can read many of his sight words. He can recognize many of his sight words. We're working on his name. He knows all of his colors, his shapes, his numbers. He can count to 10. He can sing his alphabets. Um, and then I maintain an Instagram page for him. Where oh. we, yeah, the books that he read every day. Um, it's Gerald IV loves books. And so he's probably read or I've read about over 500 books to him. Oh, wow. And so for oh, me, wow. like that's critically important. You know, I grew in a house, grew up in a household where hard work was important. Our parents expected us to make straight A's. Nothing less. We couldn't bring a B home. Um, but they were sharecroppers in Mississippi. You know, they didn't get a chance to experience education like some of my friends' parents did. And we grew up in Orange Mound. Mm-hmm. Hard work and preparing your kids to compete with everyone was their expectation was important to them. And so for me in my household, with my own son, education is important. And I believe education starts at home, not at the schoolhouse. I totally agree on that. But that's, oh, that's another subject. <clears throat> But I totally agree with you on that. But uh, which honestly, because of that or something very similar, is what even sparked me wanting to reach out to different parents in, in particular. Um, you brought up the expectations. Mm-hmm. How do you see yourself? And I understand that, it, again, I understand that he's only two, and I know you're still kind of mm-hmm. dealing with that. And, and there's several things that you probably have not had a chance to face, yet, especially as a teenage year. Mm-hmm. But how do you see yourself with those expectations, especially thinking of your background and how you were raised, knowing mm-hmm. that you are an educator? With those expectations, will those, for your son, will they be specific for him in a unique kind of way? Or do you think they're going to be a, a social expectation? Probably both. Um... What I do not want to do and what I try not to do is allow society to place expectations on me as a parent in terms of when and how and what my kids should know. Um, what I know growing up in Memphis is the like Memphis's best schools are not necessarily the best schools. Um, and I say that because in ninth grade, I had a chance to attend boarding school on the East Coast at Phillips Academy Andover. And at the time, I was at East High School in the optional program, right? Okay. Optional program in Memphis. And East was a great school for Memphis. But when I went to this elite boarding school in right outside of Boston, like I was with 
intelligent kids from across the world. Like this is where the 1% send their kids and the expectations that were placed on us here in Memphis in terms of what excellent was, wasn't even comparable to what excellent was for those students. And so for me as a teenager, like I was like, I'm not just competing with students in Orange Mound or students at East or students in Memphis. I'm competing globally. And so like, as I work with my own son, like I understand, like, I'm preparing him to compete globally, but I also don't want to be the parent that puts so much pressure on their child when they rebel. Like I still believe and students should have, like it's his life, but I want to make sure I do everything I can to prepare him to be successful in whatever choices he makes. That's That's intellectually, that's being able to code switch and operate in different spaces your home space, your professional space, because all of those things are important, just being well-rounded. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, and I, I will say that, um, oddly for me, I'm, I'm on a completely, we're in different age brackets, but mm-hmm. my, my experience of what you just mentioned here was driving trucks. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that the rest of the world was out there in Memphis was so drastically different and it's it's almost like it's its own island mm-hmm. and there's so much out here that's just within the united states it's not even thinking about going out of the country but mm-hmm. just within the united states there's so much more to learn there's so much more than this history that we mm-hmm. typically pound in our children yeah so you know it is so much more so i'm i'm, I'm a again it always <laughs> blows my mind to hear parents and their stories and their their personal journeys and their personal stories like it really blows my mind because we we are all differently we are Mm -hmm. all drastically different Mm -hmm. but a lot of times we get stigmatized and a lot of times we use social settings Mm -hmm. (laughs) to either push an agenda or force something that we've taught that we haven't necessarily had a chance to deal with ourselves. And exactly. so one thing, one thing I will say, I love that you're saying yourself is that you obviously went from Memphis to this completely different part of the country mm-hmm. and you've taken what you've learned, brought it back here to now teach your kids so that they can expand or so he can expand his mind far to the past Memphis. Exactly. So I, I love that. I love that. Thank you. Oh, I love that. Just, <laughs> Thank not that you need my kudos whatsoever. I was born and raised in Westwood. We, my family is from Marks, Mississippi. I mean, you know, we still have a house there. Mm-hmm. And my mother's only thing was get out of Westwood. Like, mm-hmm. get out of here. Just go do something away from here and expand your mind. And so but mm-hmm. she didn't have that opportunity. And thank you, yeah. I did, you know? Exactly. So I really, I really appreciate it. So, sorry, that was a long rant, but back <laughs> to parenting, okay? Mm-hmm. So, so Shay, what do you wish you would have learned or known before about parenting specifically before you had your first son? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think it's, there is so much, you know, when you're single and you don't have kids or if you're helping your siblings with your nieces and nephews, you have this whole framework right in your head of the kind of parent you would be. Um, and then you have your parents who've been examples of the kind of parent you think you should be. And then you have outside influences. I think what my husband and I discussed was 
we are responsible for setting the tone for our son. Like we can take bits and pieces of the great things that our parents did and replicate those. And some things we may not necessarily agree with and want to continue in our own um, household. I think that was the most challenging thing was establishing who we were as parents because people give you so much feedback. Well, when you were a kid, you experienced this great and <laughs> mean. Like, I want to do the same thing for my son. I need for you to respect that. Like, right now in this pandemic, right now, I'm like, for me and my house, we're not having visitors. For you and your house, if you want to have visitors, great. For my mom, like, she's very <laughs> direct. Um, she doesn't bite her tongue. She uses a lot of inappropriate language. And as a kid, I was around that, right? I knew how to cut it on when I went out in public and cut it off. Um, but I just don't want my son around that type of language yet. You know, he's too young. And so sometimes that, that offends people. And I'm fine with that because my job is to do what I think is best for my son and to provide him to make sure he's in a healthy environment. You know, I just don't want him around toxicity. Not to say my childhood was toxic, but there were some, some things I probably should have heard at four and five and six years old. And I think people have to respect who you are as a parent and those decisions you make. And I think that was very challenging. And I can see that. I can see that. I think that's, uh, especially with grandparents, Yes, I can easily, I can, oh, I can easily see that. Even with yeah. my own mother, I, I, can, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I can and see I think that. the second I'm, thing, like, pe- people just need to be honest about being a parent. Being a parent is it's hard, right? I mean, you don't get to do things over. Like, if you have a bad Monday, that Monday is gone. Um, and I think people often say, yeah, kids are a blessing. Yes, they are. But being a parent requires your, your all, your attention. Um, it requires you to be humble. Like It requires you to be a learner. It requires you to sacrifice for your children, right? I mean, it requires so much. That often, Those are sometimes things people don't talk about. They talk about the beauty of it, but not the reality of it. Like, it's yeah. challenging. Which is honestly, again, another question. <laughs> so if, not if you had to do it all over, but if someone decided to follow your footsteps, that was going to be my question. Exactly mm-hmm. what would you act or advise them to do? I would say just figure out who you are as a parent. Yeah. Um, because you're going to get so many voices in your ear around everything from immunizations. Should your child be immunized or not? You may think one thing, but if you're not firm in what you believe, you're going to be swayed by someone else and you may not believe that. Um, When should you start reading to your child? If you don't have a firm belief on when you think you should start reading, you're going to be swayed. I just think start as early as possible. Just talking those things out with your spouse or significant other. What do we believe as parents so that you have a core in your own household because when you don't have to me just that understanding it can create friction um so like my mom i love her to death but if i don't push back she could run my household and your house 
And that's just what parents do because they think they're doing what's best. Um, but you have to be firm and like, I am responsible for raising this human for the next 18 plus years. And you have to trust yourself to make those decisions. You just have to. Shay, I think that is actually a very great place to end. Like, I love that. That is the, probably the best information that I've heard mm-hmm. Figure out what your parenting style is, trust it, and just go with it. And at the end yes. of the day, when you know better, you do better. And yes. as you grow and as you're changing, you then evolve your parenting style. I love yes. that. That's a great place to end. And I would say a, a difference is a difference. It's not a deficit. Like, it's just different. What do you mean by that? Sometimes we think when we do things different, so for example, um, just say if you were a parent, mm-hmm. you chose a certain type of way to raise your child that was different from mine. I shouldn't view that difference as a deficit. It's just, it's your choice, right? It's your choice and it should not come with judgment. It's your choice. And I shouldn't see a parenting difference as a parenting deficit. That parent thinks that he or she is doing the best mm-hmm that he or she can do for their child and just respect their decisions. I will say um, that has been a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a challenge oh, for a lot of people. It oh requires constant reflection, oh, right? Oh, like that's the world we're in, the, the world of comparing. Yeah, and honestly, and I, um, which again, that is, again, with the education system and having the different, um, uh, mindsets. It, it sparked this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm now at a point where I know how to keep my opinions to myself, you know, mm-hmm. in regards to parenting styles for other people. Like, I, I get it. Um, it's just, I don't understand. It's so much I don't understand. And I, I truthfully, I want to inspire so many other people, but I'm, this is a very selfish interview here. Like, mm-hmm. I want to inspire other people, but I really... I want to understand the why behind most decisions. Like I really, mm-hmm. really like a lot of it just is not, it's not clicking to me. Then I mm-hmm. want to know why. I want to know why. I think yeah. the best thing, like this is, like, I've arrived at this place of no judgment of parents. Um, but I just assume the positive. I always assume positive intent of all parents. Like yeah. the decision this mom or dad makes I assume positive intent. Like they had a positive initial reasoning as to why they made that decision. And every parent, for the most part, are doing the best that he or she can do. And I know, I know in my heart of hearts, I know. Mm -hmm. I know. Shay, thank you so very much for agreeing to this. Um, I feel like I've learned quite a bit, not just about you, but just in regards to parenting itself and possibilities, honestly. I really appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having me.